baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. In the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It caught on in a flash He did the match He did the monster Isn't that right? I wonder if Jim White would ever play the Monster Mash. It makes me wonder if he would do the novelty songs or if that was beneath him, the great Jim White. We're going to celebrate one of his favorite things, which is Halloween, as the 1981 rebroadcast of his Halloween Spooktacular is tonight starting at 9 o'clock, less than an hour away. Pretty exciting there. Welcome to Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. And then, once in a while, we like to do these KMOX specials. The last one was just a few weeks back when we debuted the Ann Keefe radio documentary. So many great bits of feedback from it. And i got to also mention that I, I love the emails. I love the comments on Facebook. Thank you to everyone that participates in that way. It's always a great thing. I'm still trying to build the Ryan Recker Radio Facebook page, so anything you do on there, we share it to a friend, or maybe you're on Facebook and haven't liked it yet, that would be a nice thing for you to do. It's always very encouraging to see that number go up every day. And I always like to look at the podcasting numbers, too. It's amazing all the different places people listen to Overnight America. So here's the top 10 cities that downloaded the Overnight America podcast in the past week. St. Charles... St. Louis, Chicago, Tucson, Arizona, Philadelphia, Belleville, Illinois, Boston, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, and then Hutchinson, Kansas. Those are the top 10 cities that downloaded the Overnight America podcast. Yeah, there's more downloads in St. Charles than in St. Louis. That's pretty neat. But I'm always taken back by the support of you, the listener, and I know I do these things because you enjoy it. And if there's something you would enjoy, feel free to give me a recommendation. Send me something on Facebook or an email. We've done uh, interviews that way, too. Some people have said, oh, I'd love for you to get this person on your show. And then, hey, how about that? We get that person on the show. 
You know who we're going to welcome in is a man by the name of John Reber. He archived a lot of the old Jim White programs. He was a KMOX and Jim White enthusiast. He would record the radio station, and he saved those tapes. It's the reason why we have the Jim White Halloween spooktaculars from all these years back. So I wanted to bring him on the show because I wanted to ask him why did he record the radio station. It's so cool. And I thought it would be nice to get some of his KMOX memories also coming up on the show. The whole Hunter Biden thing keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Oh, my. The, the things they find on him is just absolutely insane. Also later, we're going to talk about a story from KMOV. Local businesses are starting to put up the plywood in order to save their businesses in case the election goes to Joe Biden and people go out and start, or excuse me, in case the election goes to Donald Trump. And then next thing you know, those that are upset that Joe Biden lost would go out and start rioting and looting. And that's a real thing that they said the business that's putting these plywood up, they cannot keep up with demand. There are so many businesses that are worried of what's going to happen next. There's a story at KMOX.com, but I'm going to also look at the report from KMOV when they talk to some of these different businesses that put it up. So we're going to get to that later in the show, too. And if you want to call in, you can. We only have, what, 50 minutes until we get to 9 o'clock, and then after that, it's the Jim White Halloween Spooktacular. Ooh, three-hour rebroadcast from the Lemp Mansion back in 1981 when Jim White was broadcasting live there. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Really looking forward to spending this time with you tonight on Overnight America KMOX. St. Louis's Morning News. Total Information AM. Weekday mornings at 5 on KMOX and KMOX.com. And Overnight America continues. Thanks again for being there for us, and I hope to be there for you tonight when you get so scared listening to Jim White's Halloween Spooktacular that you have to run and hide. Is it really that bad? No, it's not. It, actually, it's very entertaining. I think you'll enjoy And I like that in some of the different Halloween Spooktaculars that Jim White put on, he would mention at the very end, I know that some of the stories today were pulling your leg, but some of them are real too. Like he put in that little disclaimer that he knew that you can't control the different stories of the callers who would give their take of what happened to them, something that would have been spooky and unexplained. And he knows some of them might have been just a, you know, a little exaggerated or maybe made up completely, but it was kind of the fun that I think he enjoyed of the night, and tonight's going to be one of those nights. 314-436-7900. And Overnight America is... Uh, only here for another 45 minutes, and then we start that Jim White special. So there's a few things I wanted to get to this hour. And I, it's so hard to keep up with everything of Hunter Biden. And I saw this one story over in the Daily Mail, and I think this pretty much sums up where we sit today with the whole Hunter Biden thing. So as part of an appearance, former Vice President Joe Biden was on The View today, and his wife Jill was there as well. He defended his son, Hunter, said he's a good guy who has done nothing but good things. And when that was said, a lot of people on the Internet that was watching The View started to wonder, well, that's kind of a weird thing to say <laughs> because of all the other things that are involved with him. So even the things that we do know about him, we know that he's had some pretty 
terrible drug dependencies and things that he's fought. He's even detailed this himself where he's come forward and talked about the problems he had in his life. So I'm guessing that when you are under that sort of influence, maybe you don't make the best decisions and do the best things. We also know that in court, he had someone that was suing him for back child support because he refused to do so. The interesting thing about this, it was a woman, and a, a, a lot of this is not exactly 100% admitted by the Bidens, but this is what came out in the court case. She was a exotic dancer, a stripper or something in Washington, D.C., and she said, oh, uh, Hunter Biden, had I had Hunter Biden's child, so you can fill in the blanks of what happened between that and that. Now, we know that it is true because they took a paternity test and it turned out, yes, this is Hunter Biden's child. He fought like crazy to not give child support and do his duty that would be necessary as a parent. He was a deadbeat dad for a long time until finally the courts made it happen and the court case proceeding uh, forced it along and made him do the right thing in that case. We know other things that are starting to come out. I don't know how much is confirmed. The Department of Justice, the FBI, there's other agencies looking into his dealings and how maybe his dad, Joe Biden, are involved in those dealings as well. We know that on this laptop, there's also allegations of doing drugs and then being of various uh, dress, including having no clothes on in front of minors. Some websites are even reporting that, and they say the, uh, if if this is true, meaning if this is authenticated, this laptop and these photos are authentic, the things that are shown on this are very disturbing and problematic. So to say that nothing but good things his whole life is eh, maybe not the right thing to do. Now, I understand as a father, you're going to want to support and show love and do everything you can for your child. But what we really need to do is make sure that at some point, we have to know um, Joe Biden was not involved and all of the signs point to him being involved with a lot of these dealings that would not paint the picture of him being a saint, as Joe tries to point out. One of the interesting things, too, about this whole laptop says UPS found the contents of Tucker Carlson's lost package. So apparently there were some documents that Tucker Carlson sent to himself as part of this interview he had the other night on Fox News, the uh, business partner of Hunter Biden that specifically talks and confirms the dealings of being true and then Joe Biden's involvement. He was very upset. Adam Schiff and others were calling him Russian disinformation. He said, uh, no, that's not true. Why? Because I'm not Russian disinformation. I'm going on the record to try to clear my name based on what was said about it. So I, part of it was that Tucker Carlson had apparently this document, this document that stated, hey, um, this is the smoking gun. This is the thing that's going to be extremely difficult to defend. And he sent it to himself, I think from New York to Los Angeles. And then, poof, it disappeared. Then a lot of people started mocking it. They said, Oh, he's just making it up. He never had anything to begin with. He's just, you know, another one of these propaganda machines that are coming up and just doing this for the sake of, well, actually, this is what happened. The UPS announced Thursday that after an extensive search, it finally located the contents of the package and somehow lost it in transit. So UPS had to come up and say, 
Actually, yes, this does exist, and we found it. It was revealed Thursday morning that the shipping company used by Carlson's team was UPS. Fox News host reportedly shipped the package overnight to be part of this interview with Tony Bobolinsky. For a moment, it appeared the information might have been lost forever, but after the search, they found it. Uh, noted that UPS did not indicate how soon the package might be delivered to Carlson, Tucker Carlson. Isn't that kind of scary and sad at the same time? We know that when it comes to delivering ballots, there's a lot of people wondering if there's going to be issues with this being delivered in a timely fashion. And what does this tell you? I know UPS is different from the United States Postal Service, but what I'm saying is if it's something this important and you trust it into a mailing agency and it goes up missing, then what's going to happen? You think that the United States Postal Service are going to take the due diligence to look for your ballot in case it doesn't show up? And let's just say it never does. Let's say it shows up way too late. And based on your state, because it showed up so late and with the delays, it can't be counted anyway. What happens then? All of these things that I think could be a giant mess in this year's election. So I wanted to uh, point out the UPS thing. And this is weird, too. Um, this is from the Gateway Pundit. Now, they're here in St. Louis. We've had the Gateway Pundit on here on this show before on Overnight America because he's been involved with a lot of things. Uh, Joe Hoft, he's been involved with a lot of different things in the area. He's was there, by the way, in St. Louis at the museum, the uh, the art museum, when the Catholics were there praying the rosary, and all of a sudden the group comes in and starts smashing heads, uh, harassing the Catholics that are praying in front of uh, Art Hill. So he was there. He witnessed these things. He reported on these things. We had him on after that. He's done other things, too. But, you know, the the Gateway Pundit is a huge national website that gets unbelievable traffic, so a lot of people look at it. It's not just St. Louis-oriented. They put something out that is pretty damaging, again, to the character of Hunter Biden. If again, true. This is what the Gateway Pundit says. They said they have located and they have found that Hunter Biden actually was posting pornography, meaning him taking videos of himself and various women onto the Internet on a pornographic website. And they document all of these things like here he is. Here's how we can prove it. Here's how everything lines up. Here's how it works. And by the way, it's very... terrible so if this is true too my goodness i mean how many other things can we add on to this it's almost like i can't keep up it's almost like i don't want to keep up i don't want to know these things i want to know that the fbi and the department of justice are looking into this and i want to know that well at least of what we know right now there are some officials that from the department of justice who have come forward and they have confirmed that they have opened up a criminal investigation into Hunter Biden and his associates back in 2019. They are focused on money laundering. I think that the Department of Justice, I'm pretty sure it was the Department of Justice, pointed out that the FBI dropped the ball back in 2019, meaning they should have looked into this further, but they decided not to. Why is all of this taking so long for them to get into it? They've also come out and said, no, this isn't Russian disinformation, meaning they haven't ruled it either way. As far as I know, they didn't say that it was Russian information. They could prove that it wasn't Russian disinformation, meaning uh, there's there's no proof that it was. And as they continue to look into this in the associates, and there was a FISA warrant, apparently, that was put out against one of Hunter Biden's Chinese business partners. So there's a lot of uh, things going on behind the scenes that would indicate this is more than just some sort of Internet rumor. This is more than just people going crazy for the sake of going crazy before the election to try to throw out everything they can. This is very, very big, heavy stuff. 
that Joe Biden just does not want to face. And I think he's just hoping he could push this back as far as possible. Um, and I'll, you can find all of these different stories online. I don't have to be the one to bring them to you. You can be the ones to do that yourself. When we look at the election, there's a few different um, takes on what's going to be happening. And if you were to go to like Drudge, for example, who has gone further and further to the left. Now, keep in mind, the Drudge Report used to be this right wing website, meaning you'd go there and you'd find heavily conservative leaning things. But I'd say over the past year or so, you find a lot more anti-Donald Trump things. So it's more than just being a right-wing website. It's just something that I think more reflects the uh, the drudge and maybe his changes and dissatisfaction with Donald Trump or whatever it may be. So you go there and you see all of these different um, sites that link, these links that I guess link to sites that are not too flattering for Trump. Then they look at the odds. It says, uh, President Ponders Defeat. That's the headline on the drudge right now and says fades in betting odds virus case all-time high and then they talk about trying to narrow the gap trying to get even closer they say the democrats have 77 percent chance of winning the senate 98 percent chance of keeping the house we don't know you know we had our own uh, polling and models into this sort of thing and they said hey don't listen to that meaning the way that they look at polling is very flawed, and they don't take things into consideration that very well are in play in this election. Um, here's President Trump in Florida, by the way. Tuesday, your vote is going to save our country. Most important election we've ever had. We're going to defeat. We are going to defeat the Marxists and the socialists and the rioters and the flag burners and the left-wing extremists. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, she was also talking about what was going down. I feel very confident that Joe Biden will be elected president on Tuesday, whatever the end count is. Okay, whatever the end count is. So what is she alluding to, that it might be another popular vote versus the Electoral College, something along those lines? I guess it could be. Um, but this is interesting. Michael Moore, known as someone that is pretty far left, he's the documentary maker, but I guess you can call it that. It's more or less... Uh, political documentaries that are heavily left-leaning you know he's uh, uh maybe three points ahead in florida uh, two points ahead in arizona listen don't believe these polls first of all and second of all the trump vote is always being undercounted pollsters when they actually call a real trump voter the trump voter is very suspicious of the deep state calling them and asking them who they're voting for and um and they it's all fake news to them, remember. So uh, it is not an accurate count. I think the safe thing to do, this is not scientific, I'm just saying from my experience of being a Michigander, whatever they're saying the Biden lead is, cut it in half right now in your head. Cut it in half, and now you're within the four-point margin of error. Mm. That's how close this is. All right, so that's Michael Moore, and he also said Donald Trump was going to win in 2016. He was one of the very few Democrats that went out there and said that because he said, I can kind of see the things that are going down, and we're not feeling too confident in a Hillary Clinton. Here he is saying that, forget the lead, cut it in half. Uh, he's not saying that Donald Trump could win. Maybe he wins. I don't know. I haven't seen his true prediction, but he's out there to let you know that everything's flawed don't take anything for granted. And I think that's where a lot of times people on the left and right feel because that's why they're, they're driven to the polls right now. How many different Republicans are you seeing that have never voted deciding to go and vote this election because of that or doing early voting? It's a big number. 
Let's go real quick before we go to break to Vernell, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Yes. I want to ask you a question, your brother, about Biden's son. Why don't you bring about Trump trying to appeal uh, to the Supreme Court to not allow his records, tax records to be disclosed? Why don't you bring that up? No, so to me, it's not relevant right now, the whole tax well, record why is thing. It relevant? Why is it why is relevant? It not? No, I'm saying yeah. it's not relevant right now. I mean, why you do you think it's relevant why? right now? No, why do you think it's relevant bring, right now? I don't see it as relevant. Why are you about Trump? Why are you bringing about Hunter then? Well, I guess because, number one, it's my show, so I can bring up whatever I want. That. But number I two, the, tax, the tax records are not relevant right now. So tell me why what's new. What, what's new to talk about the tax records? You tell me what's when breaking said, and new. You, wait no. a minute. He's been just, he had not disclosed his tax records in almost four years. You tell him it's not relevant? Why? He's peeling an eye for the Supreme Court. Do not allow his tax records rec- to be disclosed. Vernell, hold on, hold on. Quick pause. Tell me how it's relevant tonight, because we're talking about things that are happening today. You tell me what's new in that story. Go ahead, tell no, me I'll what's new. new. Nothing's why new. You, You're what? just because you want to bring it up just to bring it up. Tax records. All right, why here we go. Let's go. Tax records? All right, we got to go, Vernell. Thank you very much. So here's part of the problem that we have when it comes to things. It's like, oh, how about we bring up the Access Hollywood tape from four or five years ago? No, because it's not relevant right now. All of the things that people want to bring up about Donald Trump, there's a lot of things that he's done and said that are very uh, bad. I don't know how else to put it. It is not flattering to him whatsoever. But tell me, what in the world do the tax records have anything to do with what we're talking about tonight, let alone anything tonight? There is no new news on that. We're talking about current events of things that are going on right now. Why don't you talk about the tax records? Because there's nothing going on with the tax records right now. I guess if you want to go out there and just try to bang on old things, I'm more or less looking at what's going on today. And I'll tell you what, this Hunter Biden thing is so much worse. Are you kidding me? So you have someone that doesn't want to release his tax records versus... We have perhaps foreign involvement, direct money being funneled to the former vice president, and every day there's more proof of that happening in front of you? No, don't talk about that. Let's go back to the tax records. See, that's part of the problem. I feel like it's it's more than just living in the past. I feel like it's almost delusional in a way that we have to we have to only bring up the things you want to bring up even if it doesn't have any relevance to what's going on today. I'm more than happy to take your call, and I'm more than happy to talk about certain things. But if you can't answer a simple question, how is that relevant right now, then what's the point of calling in and trying to argue it? So when we come back, we're actually going to bring on a guest, and his name is John Reber. He's archived all kinds of old KMOX moments of Jim White, and I thought, oh, this is cool. I wanted to talk to him about his love of Jim White's Halloween Spooktacular, why he recorded so many of those. So we're going to bring him up after the break. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. News Radio 1120 KMOX. The voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. Text message. Can't wait for Jim White special. Thank you for adding some joy to our day. Oh, that's nice. I think it will be really fun tonight when you get a chance to relive a KMOX classic rebroadcast of Jim White's Halloween Spooktacular. Ooh. Joining us now is who we have to thank for that. His name is John Reber. Thanks for coming on to Overnight America. Oh, thank you very much. You're quite welcome. I am thrilled that you took all this time over the years to record classic broadcasts like this. How long have you been a KMOX listener? Oh, gosh, probably since the um, since the late seventies. Um, my dad always loved radio, and he always loved late night radio, and and I think I got my uh, um, you know love of that uh, from him. Yes, and since you got the love of radio from him, he would listen to Jim White. I'm assuming if it was late night radio, that's all oh, that sure. was on that uh, anyone would listen to in St. Louis. He had the ratings to show it, and then oh, right. you find yourself doing something a little bit above and beyond, which is recording some of the programs. Why did you start recording the shows? Well, I started recording uh, his Spooktaculars, oh, I believe in 1972. Um, oh, that was a little before my wife and I got married, and we would go over to um, a buddy's house uh, in, well, his mom and dad's house, actually, in South St. Louis, and they lived in this big uh, French colonial, late Victorian style house two story with the um uh you know, the wooden porches up you know upstairs and down that kind of wrapped around really a spooky looking place and then we would uh we would do Halloween for the kids in the neighborhood. I was Count Dracula. Uh, <laughs> he was kind of tall and that's so he was Frankenstein and, and my wife was a witch. Well we didn't mean to but a couple times we scared the <laughs> scared the bejesus out of a couple of little kids had to go and apologize, you know, to their parents later. <laughs> but so we would do that, and um, I taped the Spooktaculars because because um, wasn't able to listen to them. So then I would just, you know, listen to them the next day, and uh, um, you know, I enjoyed them and enjoyed Jim White so much. I, you know, couldn't bear to uh, erase them, so I hung on to them until the next time. Great. And next thing you know, you're keeping an archive of these things. I couldn't find any of these shows anywhere recorded inside of the KMOX archive. So it was really? great when you oh, when you messaged me, I thought, oh, thank goodness that's out there somewhere so we can hear an example of it. Just recently, we've had a couple of different parts of KMOX history saved, and mm-hmm. I've gone through the archives itself. 
Archives, to me, if I were to just eyeball it, I would say about 80% sports-related. You have mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Jack Buck and Bob Costas things saved, and then just in general, a lot of just sports, uh, old games, things like that. But it was very difficult to find anything Jim White. He, uh, I don't know if they just didn't uh, save it at like the other shows, but I'm so glad you had some of these because as soon as you messaged me, and you said you had the ability to digitize these things. Right, I was just, right. I loved listening to these specials. And I decided for the first one that we do the 1981 Halloween Spooktacular from the Lemp Mansion. You said that was one of your favorite ones? Yeah, yeah, the Lemp Mansion was, uh, definitely was one of my favorite ones. We've been to the Lemp Mansion a number of times. In fact, we had the opportunity to stay overnight there a couple of years ago. And uh, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a really interesting time. But did, uh, you, you know, did, uh, hmm? did you ever call into Jim White's program? No, no, I, I honestly never, you know, never, never called in to talk to him. Oh. Uh, I, basically, you know, uh, when I would listen to him normally at night, it was, uh, you know, I was going to bed bedtime, and uh, you know, kind of like your song, sleeping with the radio on. I've probably done that. Oh gosh, since I was uh, got a transistor radio when I was about seven or eight, and put that underneath my pillow. So I've been listening to the radio and going to sleep to the radio for mm, about <laughs> 60 years. Wow, isn't that nice? There's a fine tradition in that sense. There's a lot of comfort knowing that you can just leave the radio on and there's someone there on the other side doing their right. thing in St. Louis. So you uh, listened to uh, Jim White. How many other shows? Was it just the Halloween Spooktaculars you recorded, or did you record other ones too? Um, I recorded uh, probably... Um, John Car- or Jack Carney had a um, a tribute. I recorded that. Uh, I also have a um, oh a show I recorded. Uh, uh, it was during the day, so I I put the tape deck on and went to work. Uh, a Chuck Yeager interview that was in uh-huh. 1986. So I've I've got that on tape too, and I probably got you know more more tucked away, but I. Uh, probably the ba- within the past three years, I retired three years ago, I started digging into these tapes and pulling them out, and I thought, wow, I'd forgotten I even had these things. Oh, that's nice. You recorded these on cassette tapes. That's what you were using? No, 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 no. I recorded them on, on uh, reel-to-reel tapes. You know, <laughs> reel-to-reels uh, preceded the, um, the cassette tapes. So are you telling me that you still have a reel-to-reel player in your oh, house? I've got two of them. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a Tanberg, and uh, I've got a Tiac reel to reel, and they both work fine. Oh, that's neat. We only have one in our office. Well, actually, we have two in our offices. One I have access to. So mm-hmm. whenever I were to find any of the old reels from the KMOX archive, that's what I would do. I would, I would uh, set them up. I would play in, uh, play the tape, and then record it into the computer, and then go back and listen to it after just letting it go. Um, go for a while and i gotta say sometimes you can listen for a full hour and find nothing interesting but then other times you find some of the greatest stuff in the world how many of these uh, reel-to-reel tapes do you actually have oh i guess i probably have um maybe maybe about 30 of them you know i've got some of the radio shows and then what i would do is i would tape um tape a lot of music i would tape music off the air or uh you know if if a you know, Buddy had an album that uh, I really liked. I would I would record that and put you know put that put that on there and then listen to that. Um, so you know, yeah, they're they're really interesting to listen to. I enjoy I think them. That's great. Well, so now you have these 
digitized. It's kind of cool right. to go back, and I uh, am very thrilled that you took all the effort to do that. And I know anyone that listens to the Spooktacular tonight will also owe you a, a great debt of gratitude, knowing that if it wasn't for you, none of this would be able to be possible. And now we get to enjoy Jim White later tonight because of it. So John Reber, thank you so much. I, I've got to thank you for all your efforts there. And I know you're not oh, done. You said you had other things you're still going to uh, send me, and I can't wait to hear those too. Right. Well, today I just finished digitate, digitizing the um, 1980s Spooktacular, which preceded uh, the Lemp Mansion. He was over in Illinois. I think they called it, I think it was 10 Mile House Restaurant or something like that, that, that was haunted. A couple of weird things happened there. So I'm going to be sending that on over to you as well, along with the um, uh, Chuck Yeager interview and so forth. So, you know, you're, you're welcome to them and, you know, and do whatever you like with them. Well, thanks for uh, doing your part in preserving some great history here in St. Louis and, of course, this radio station. I wish I had the opportunity to meet some of these old KMOX legends. I wish I could have met Jim White and Jack Buck and Ann Keefe and Jack Carney, all of them. I wish I had a chance to sit down with them. I really oh, missed yeah, out Rex, on some. Oh, yeah, Rex Davis, you know. Oh, and, and Bob uh, Hardy. and Bob oh, Hardy, my, yes. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Rex Davis and Bob Hardy, wouldn't they be awesome to talk to rex davis old school or john mccormick oh so many great personalities you hear from and i'm just glad that i this is what i think is proof because sometimes i'll talk to people about playing the old shows and doing the documentaries and they say well do you think people really care about all that old stuff and i say you know what i think a lot of people care about it what do you think john Oh, yeah, with, you know, completely uh, without a doubt. I mean, once you start listening to it, even if, you know, you're younger and have never heard it, um, they'll pull you right in. You know, and and so much much of the things on there, you listen to it, and and you listen to different things that are going on today, and I don't think things have changed in 50 years. They just keep happening (laughs) over again. I love that. Uh, John Reber, thank you for all of your efforts, and thank you for coming on tonight on Overnight America. Oh, you're so welcome, and I'm thrilled you're using uh, using the tapes. Great. Uh, he joins us on the Quiver River Electric guest line. And i got to point out, too, that when I look at the most popular podcasts in the world, a lot of them are interview podcasts or celebrity podcasts, things like that. Some of the ones that are the most downloaded are history podcasts. People love to go back and look at the history of things. And it's not necessarily of, oh, we need to look at the history of America or let's check out all the presidents. No, people like history of just oddball things. Here's the history of the 90s or here's the um, here's the true crime account of fill in the blank. People love to go back and hear these stories. And I do believe that preserving our own history of KMOX is a lot a part of preserving St. Louis history because they're so interconnected in many ways. And I think that because of the trends we see nationally, I thought, yeah, this is an effort worthy of my time to put all of it together for you. And I know based on the outpouring support, anytime we air something like this, I know that you enjoy it. So we're getting 15 minutes away from Jim White's Halloween Spooktacular. I'm excited to bring you his 1981 show, thanks to John Reber, who you just heard from. This is Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. Ooh, we have ourselves some spooky Halloween music tonight. I'm not really one that gets into Halloween. Even when I was a kid, I, it wasn't a thing for me, but I know some people really enjoy it. 
We're lucky to have at least one house in our neighborhood who said they love Halloween, so they give out the full-size candy bars. I don't know what it's going to look like this year, even if there'll be trick-or-treaters, but you know what my wife said? She said, well, I'm going to buy the candy because worst-case scenario, we'll just eat it. And I said, that's actually a really good way to look at it. You're buying candy for your husband <laughs> and son. <laughs> well, what we're going to do in 11 minutes-ish is the Halloween Spooktacular. So we'll have our news at 9 o'clock. And then after the news, it'll be Jim White's Halloween Spooktacular from 9 until midnight. And it'll close out the uh, show for tonight. I'm really excited to bring it to you. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. There's a couple of... I don't want to call them Easter eggs, more or less. There's a couple of surprises in there that I think you'll appreciate, including one surprise right at the beginning of the special. So I think you'll catch it right away. Oh, so keep that in mind when you start listening to it. I don't want you to miss the start because I see I don't want to tell you what it is, but you'll when you hear it, you'll know it. It's something that I think you'll be glad I included as part of the special. And then there's one thing in there. Oh, it's really good. Uh, I just want to tell you now, but I can't. It's almost like when I buy presents for my kid. I just want to give it to him before Christmas or his birthday or whatever it is. Oh, I'll just give you the present now. It's, you have to fight that temptation. You get so excited. It's almost like I'm giving you a gift. So if you go to KMOX.com or you go to KMOV, I was getting the story from their coverage about local businesses preparing for possible civil unrest. How sad is it? that you can almost expect that there's going to be some sort of reaction if Joe Biden loses. And you know that those that would go out and react negatively, meaning they would go loot or do whatever and be upset, are always coming from one side of the spectrum. Isn't that strange? Why is it that when there is a problem in a city somewhere and there's maybe a policing issue or whatever it is, you find that the first inclination is we're so angry we're going to burn our own city down. And why is it always coming from those that are from the far left? Why is it like that? So I don't think these businesses are boarding up in case Joe Biden wins and Donald Trump loses. I don't think you're going to see a bunch of people going out and acting the way they do in, for example, uh, Philadelphia just the last couple of days. I don't think you're going to see that. So let's look at Camp Movie and, and how they're preparing. In fact, they did a news story on this and it started at a gun shop. They wanted to try to get the perspective of what people are coming in and buying as of late. He attributes the spike in sales to three factors. The COVID, the unrest earlier in the spring, and then with the election coming up. Concern over what could happen after the election is motivating some businesses to board up. Tonight, the windows at Nordstrom Rack in Richmond Heights and Nordstrom at the Galleria are both covered in plywood. Nordstrom telling News 4, as we prepare for election day, our stores are monitoring the situation so we can be prepared for any activities that might take place across the U.S. on November 3rd. Now, yeah, of course they have to. What do you think they're doing when they watch the coverage out of Philadelphia the last couple of days? And they see people smashing a Walmart, going in and grabbing anything they can. How do you think they feel when they notice that those people are also out there with weapons shooting and injuring other people or trying to fire at cops and hurt police officers? How do you think these businesses look at that and say, oh, man, we have to take this into consideration that it could happen somewhere else, including here, if there's people that don't get what they like and their first thought is well i better go out and take it out on a local business or whatever it is this is sad this is really disturbing it's a it's a trend that 
I think a lot of times the Nancy Pelosi's and you see the Democratic leaders go up there and they say, see, you you flame the fires of hatred, Donald Trump and all of your supporters and blah, blah, blah. But really, they never take and turn the finger to and look at what's going on on their own side when it comes to all of these problems, the ones that are really out there causing these issues, the uh, Antifas of the world that go out and do these things. Um, and even in some cases, those that do it in the name of Black Lives Matter, as these different organizations and people get together, it's not all these, uh, you know, they, they try to make it out that everything that lines up with their ideology is peaceful, but that is furthest from the truth. In fact, I guess you can say that there's extremists on any side, but let's put it this way. The ones that are out there causing the biggest problems consistently are always coming from those on the left. And I'm telling you that these businesses aren't preparing for a Joe Biden win. They're preparing for a Joe Biden loss. And what does that say? And potentially in the days following, we're taking steps to help keep our customers and employees safe and our stores secure. And that includes boards or additional security at some of our locations. A company that boards up windows for St. Louis businesses says they're slammed. The company has over 3,500 sheets of plywood to put up between now and Sunday and expects even more calls. So many, they're worried they won't get to all of them before Tuesday. Wow, isn't that something? You notice, I don't know if you tried to purchase any building supplies as of late. It's been difficult to get wood. Yeah, it's been in demand. In fact, the prices have like doubled from where they were just a couple of years ago or even last year. I don't even know what that means for new home builds. You're probably running into that if you're doing projects in your own home. Maybe the quarantine has something to do with that, and there's more people that are willing to do things now that they are at home and they're trying to upgrade whatever they have. But I can't imagine the plywood's cheap, and with the demand as high, I can't imagine it's uh, easy for them to make that decision based on the price, but at the same time, they feel like they got no other way uh, to go. That's the only thing they can do. Here's a text message that came in. Um... It says, must arrest and prosecute the criminals. Not holding them accountable is what created the problem people in the first place. This is interesting. We know that reports from the local news agencies in Philadelphia is that the police said, you know, don't arrest people if they're just out there looting and stealing and and breaking and entering and all of these things. They told the uh, police to stand down. I don't know if it was for their own safety, knowing that these police officers harm could uh, exponentially be more harmed, I should say, if they intervene. I don't know. But what does that say? You know, one of the different businesses they pointed out, originally there were some riots going back just a few months ago. We remember what happened out of Minneapolis and what sparked across the country. And the one business finally got back on its feet. You know how difficult it is to try to negotiate and try to get money from an insurance company? We're talking months and months and months. It's not like they just were able to turn this thing around as fast as possible. They're open for a few more weeks, and what happens? This. Now they're looking at it and saying, I'm gonna, uh, how in the world can I afford to stay open? Why would anyone want to put themselves in a downtown business if uh, they know every time, like in Philadelphia, when things get hairy, that they're going to get their window smashed and everything stolen, and the police are going to do nothing to help? This is sad. This is a terrible, terrible time we're in. All right. So how about we forget all about those things? We need to put it all behind us. We need to at least relax for the next couple of hours. And I feel this close to the election. The stress levels are as high as they've ever been, which means for the next few hours, we're going to enjoy the 1981 Halloween Spooktacular from Jim White. Oh, I think you'll love it. That's coming up next on Overnight America KMOX.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.